You are listening to Hellcat's Hope, episode number five. Welcome to Hellcat's Hope, the podcast to find humor, healing, and hope. Come along with Hellcat as she explores ways to help you overcome adversity and find your own inner Hellcat. Yes, Hellcat is her legal middle name, and hope is her game, bringing hope to others by showing what's possible. Here's your host, law school grad, motivational speaker, author, and certified life and smoking cessation coach, Lori Hellcat Bamford. Hello, hope junkies. <laughs> Someone had mentioned that on the Hellcats Hope podcast Facebook page that they felt like we were a bunch of hope junkies. So welcome back. Thank you guys for being here. This is Hellcat. And my mission is to love, learn, and be a passionate advocate for fairness and hope. And so it was important for me to start this podcast and let it be a place where people can find a little bit of humor and hope. And today we're going to talk about healing. We're going to talk about healing and see what's possible in your life and in your relationships. And because I love alliteration, duh, Hellcat's hope, humor, healing, hope. That's what I've entitled this episode. Episode number five, lowering the temperature, finding healing in our reactions, relationships, and reality. So I spent the first few podcasts on hope and a little bit of humor, and I want to hang out just a little bit and talk about healing today. This lowering the temperature concept is something that I've coached myself on and that I coach a lot of my clients on, especially lately. Now, if you've listened to the prior episodes, you know that a tool that I like to use with myself and my clients is this think, feel, act cycle. We have thoughts 60,000 a day is what research tells us. But we have thoughts about a circumstance and those thoughts create a feeling in our body. And that feeling dictates our actions, something we do or don't do. That is the think, feel, act cycle. And then you get a result from that. Part of this process is about understanding that maybe your think, feel, act cycle is not getting you the result that you want. Unintentionally, because you may not even realize what you're thinking about and therefore not seeing how it might be playing out in your life. It's not a judgment. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It may just be a habit and a thought and a reaction that you always have and that you're wondering, well, why do I keep getting this result in my life? And that's what the Think, Fail, Act cycle is about. And that's why I want to explore it today in terms of finding some healing. And that's the point of this podcast, really, is to give you pause and maybe think differently about something. It's about living with intention. It's not positive thinking. Let's just think positive and everyone feel happy all the time. No, that's not reality. We want to look at the end result and the ultimate effect that our thoughts, feelings, and actions are having on that result in our life. And do we want to change it? Would we rather just try something different and maybe get a different result for ourselves? So let's get started. Again, I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm not talking about looking at your relationships or the way you reacted about something or the reality of a situation and, and just, you know, thinking, well, I just need to think more positive about it or, well, maybe I should just give that person a pass. 
when we start talking about healing, sometimes people are like, now Hellcat, don't you tell me that I just have to turn the other cheek and say, oh, it's okay what you said or did. No, that's not what I'm saying. Trust me, if my accountability partners were here right now, they would tell you they've heard on more than one occasion, my cries for justice. When I hear or see something that makes me angry, when someone does something I believe is unfair or unkind, I've been known to think and say, someone has to pay for this. Justice must be served. I don't know if it's the lawyer in me. I'm a civil rights activist but I am all about fairness. It's a value that I have and I cherish. And when I think it's been crossed, watch out. But what I've learned is to examine my reaction and see if that's getting me a result that I want. And I've learned that I'm not the judge and jury, even when I think I am. Now, how many times have you said the following? I cannot believe they did that. I just can't believe it. I cannot believe they did that. I can't believe they said it. And you emphasize each word differently. I'm, I'm raising my hand right now because this is exactly what happened to me the other day. I said it every conceivable way you can say it. I cannot believe. I cannot believe. I cannot believe they did that or they said that. I said it every way possible and I was instantly worked up. I was instantly angry. You see, because the thought, I cannot believe they said that, I cannot believe they did that, that instantly creates a feeling of shock and surprise. I mean, why wouldn't that? You're already saying, I can't believe they did that. Of course, you're going to feel shocked and surprised. And when we feel shocked or surprised, what do we do or not do? Think of a time when you've been shocked or surprised about something. Maybe someone just jumped out and scared you. I know some members of my family, you pull that, you're, you're likely to get punched or kicked. But it depends. You're definitely taken aback. Maybe you punch them. I don't know. But the point being is it is a shock to your system. And of course, you might even be angry about it or some other negative emotion. When you say or think, I cannot believe in response to something someone did, I want you to stop. I want you to truth check it and ask yourself, is that really true? It can be in your journaling. It can just be out loud. I was in my car, so I didn't have the opportunity to journal it. I journaled it later, but I really stopped myself and I said, okay, is that really true? Now, mind you, I did not come to this realization myself. I had my amazing accountability partner, Laura, help me through this. And I was on a rant on Marco Polo and her response comes back and she said, well, I've heard you talk about this before. Is it really true? You can't believe it. I mean, it was genius. Are, are you sure you can't believe it? Is it really, is this really out of their character? I mean, I've heard you talk about this before. Is this, is this really out of their pattern? I mean, think about this over time. And the deal is the answer is no. If you're being honest with yourself in this situation, you know, so many times the brain wants to throw up this thought to generate anger because let's face it, anger is easier than the alternative. What is the alternative? You're not surprised or shocked because that is their pattern in history. It may be that instead of you cannot believe it, you may not just want to believe it because then you're faced with disappointment 
And that's a whole lot different for some people to process than anger. It's not harder to process. It's just different, especially if your go-to emotion is anger, especially if it's something you're comfortable with. And for me, anger was familiar and comfortable. Anger is a very familiar emotion for me. I'm good at it. I can hang out in anger for a while. I can hang out in anger for a long time. But I learned through coaching and maybe getting older, I understand it doesn't serve me. The end result doesn't serve me. But my brain is smart. It's just doing what it's supposed to do. Remember, the brain is about finding pleasure, avoiding pain, and doing it in the most efficient way possible. So instead of just stopping and saying, actually, I can believe that. That's, that's really not a shock or surprise because this is exactly what this person has been doing for weeks, months, years. And then just feel the disappointment and sadness about it. Remember, the model, the think-feel-act cycle that I coach, it's not about feeling better. It's not about just finding a positive thought. No, it's not to feel better. It's to feel. It's about learning to take anger and lower the temperature so you can get on with some real healing in reality. It's about recognizing that anger is easier. That's why the brain sends me the message so that I'll be in shock and disbelief and surprise. It sends me to anger and I get that dopamine hit. Maybe for some it confirms a comfortable feeling of being a victim. That may be comfortable. Instead of saying, this is normal for this person, this is usual, and it's okay to be disappointed and sad and wait for it, even grieve. Grieving and coming to terms that a relationship is not what you want it to be, to grieve the disappointment. Yeah, the brain doesn't like those. It wants to avoid those. But what you have to understand is that the unintended result is it avoids healing. The results we get in our life mirror and have everything to do with our thoughts. And when you insist on saying, I cannot believe they did this, you live in a state of disbelief all the time. To check the truth of the matter and your brain and tell it there is nothing going wrong here. This is what happened. This is what they said. This is what they did or didn't do. It is not a surprise. That brings it back to reality. Again, that doesn't mean you're giving that person a pass or that it's okay. But maybe we can find some middle ground between someone must pay for this and then passing it off or blowing it off the hurt or or getting walked on or taken advantage of. It's not okay. That middle ground though, that's the healing ground for yourself. When you can drop into that space for yourself, that space of being disappointed, sad, and grieving over something someone has done or said instead of anger, you are better able to heal and move on. Your ability and choice to move on is not a pass to the other person's behavior. No, it's a pass to allow yourself to heal. Because here's the deal. That person is going to have their own think, feel, act cycle going on. Let's not forget that. They're going to have their own thoughts that create feelings, that drive their actions, and they're going to get their own results. And again, their think, feel, act cycle, more likely than not, has nothing to do with you. Maybe then you might be willing to get to a place of compassion instead of justice rendering anger. Now, this is a stretch for me. That's not where I am yet. I would like to say, yes, 
I can move to a place of compassion for this person, that there must be something going on in their think, feel, act cycle to explain this behavior. And so maybe I could be a little bit more compassion. Most of the time I get there, I'm not quite there yet. I'm having a hard time feeling compassion about it. But when I write about it and say it and practice it and share it with all of you and say that I'm willing to feel compassion in this moment, when that's the thought that I want to write about and practice and that it is not a surprise or shock, that is lowering the temperature. And I want to make a note about this, about this concept of practice with this work, practicing with hope and healing. These may all be new concepts to you and you want to be patient with yourself. It's going to take practice, write it out, think about it. I love the whole concept of practice because maybe as a lawyer, we all call it the practice of law or the practice of medicine, meaning it's not always going to be perfect and it's ever changing and you may not always get it right, but it's something that you're always practicing on. And then it's something that, you know what, it, it's the work of my life and I encourage it to be the work of your life too. So be gentle with yourself and be okay with practicing these things. By doing this work, now I know that when I think or say, I cannot believe they did that. That is a red flag thought for me. My coach would describe it as a red indicator light on the dashboard of my car. You know, that it's just kind of telling me, oh, 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 wait a minute. Remember last time we went into this shock and awe of disbelief of I cannot believe they did that. Yeah, that doesn't really get you the results you want. That didn't really turn out very good. Come on now. And so it helps me lower the temperature. Remember, they have their own think, feel, act cycle. They're going to get their own results. But I am choosing to live with an attention for myself because I can't control what they think, feel, and do, but I can control what I think, feel, and do. And I can live with intention in my own healing. Otherwise, here's the alternative thought. I can't believe they did X, Y, Z. Translation, I don't want to believe it. That gives me a feeling besides the shock and and awe and anger of one of resistance because I don't want to believe it. So I fight it. And when I fight things, what do I do? I avoid, delay, deny. And my result is I'm not living in reality. I'm not living intentionally. I'm choosing not to believe reality. They said it. They did it, period. But instead, I avoid, delay, deny. And when you live in that, what I call a distracted existence, you're distracted from what's really important in your life. I worry about it. I plot my revenge. I fantasize about telling them off. I draft 15 different versions of an email telling them exactly what I think of them and all the ways they've wronged me and hurt me. It's a distracted existence fueled by anger and denial. No thanks. Been there, done that. The result that I really want is one of peace and healing about that person and what they've done. And again, to to get to a place of compassion. But to do that, I can't come at it from a place of shock and disbelief and anger. I can come at it instead from a place of living in reality, believing it, holding space for myself to heal from it already and move on with the importance of living in reality. I can stop picking at the wound. Shock and awe is not productive. 
lowering the temperature with reality is. When we engage in that shock and awe and wanting to serve justice up like a big piece of pie, we only avoid, delay, deny our own healing. When you keep saying, I can't believe what happened, you've now challenged your brain to say, oh, okay, well, let me solve this for you. Because you're telling your brain, well, I just can't believe that. Your brain's then going to help you find all the evidence to make you believe that they really did do that. Or they really did say that. And the brain will ruminate over it and pick at that wound because you keep telling it you don't believe it. You just don't want to believe it. But accept it and feel it. Because when you play around in avoidance, when you avoid feeling disappointed, sad, or grief, you're going to do it with anger, food, alcohol, drugs. You'll do whatever you can to avoid it. But if you can get to that space of accepting and feeling disappointed, you can get to a place of healing and resolve within yourself a whole lot faster. This anger, believe me when I say it, you don't need it. I listened to the Rachel Hart Taking a Break podcast. It's a wonderful podcast. Her clientele are people who just want to take a break from drinking. And I was listening to it because it it not only applies to drinking, it can apply to food. And boy, did it ever apply to anger when I was listening to it. It was episode 181. And she said something I will never forget. You can never get enough of something you don't need. And it blew my mind. She was talking about why we have that insatiable urge to overeat or overdrink and I related it to also being over angry. You don't need it. And no amount of anger is ever going to be enough. No amount of desperately wanting someone to show up in a certain way, to act a certain way, to do a certain thing and be a certain way is ever going to be enough because you do not need it. As long as you live in avoid, deny, delay, you will do that with anger, food, alcohol, whatever. And it will always feel like you can't get enough. That's because you can't ever get enough of something you don't need and you don't need anger. It does not serve you. You know, today during my run, I was thinking about this lowering the temperature. And I was thinking about Rachel Hart's truth bomb earlier this week that just blew my mind and about never having enough of something you don't need. And I had gone on to another podcast, to Oprah's podcast, Super Soul Conversations. Oh, so good. And the one yesterday, July 8th, was an interview with James Cameron and Toni Morrison. And it was a beautiful story and reminder about how we can validate our children, how we can let them know that they are valued and seen and heard and important to us. And how one easy, simple way to do that is when they walk in the room to light up, to be excited to see them, to just light up, to see them, hear them. And and now I really try to do that. You know, so many times I'll catch myself when they walk in the room and I may be thinking, did they put on deodorant? I wonder if they put on deodorant. I wonder if they're already ready to eat again. I wonder what happened. <laughs> But to intentionally light up when they walk in the room, I'm going to do it. I think it's powerful. It's powerful for me. And I'm going to think on some level, it's going to be powerful for them because it's going to tell them, I see you, I hear you, I value you. 
And Oprah's show then got into this concept of being heard and seen and how out of all of the thousands of shows and interviews that she has done, it all came down to people wanting to be heard. And I was thinking about that and what Rachel Hart said about how you can't ever have enough of something you don't need. And I realized I was just pushing and yearning and demanding something that I just don't need. And I'm just going to keep wanting more. I'm going to keep thinking and desiring and wanting so badly for someone to show up and be someone they just aren't capable of doing. And I realized it will never be enough because I don't need it. And I don't need the anger with it. I don't need that person to do or be this person I was thinking they needed to be. And that's why it felt so desperate and painful because I would never have enough from them because I didn't need it from them. I have it within myself and others. And then Oprah said this at the 24 minute mark. When people can't give you what you need, then you need to be able for yourself to move on and stop living in the space where you want somebody to say, you want somebody to do, you want somebody to be something that they cannot for you. So stop being shocked and surprised when they can't. When we can lower that temperature in our reactions, in our relationships, and live in reality, we can heal and move on. And that was the beautiful lesson for myself, and I wanted to share it with you too. We can spend our time living with intention. We can let them have their own thoughts, feelings, and actions, and get their own results that have nothing to do with us. And quite frankly, it's none of our business. But healing ourselves and moving on is our business. And it's not giving them a pass or saying it's okay, but instead saying our intentional living and healing space is more important and we aren't going to continue wanting in something that we don't even need. Instead, focus on what you do need, which is healing and hope and living with intention. Now, I know this one was a little heavy. But it became clear that it was so important as we continue to find ourselves in disbelief or shock over things. And if we can just lower the temperature a little bit on that and our reactions and our relationships and reality, we are all better for it. Thanks for hanging in there with me on this one. Now, the next episode is a good one. Episode six, I'm going to talk about my mama and grandma Bert, the original Hellcats. And I've asked each of my family members to chime in with what they learned from these amazing women about hope. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to Hellcats Hope. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe. To book me as a speaker for your next event, work one-on-one as a coach, or find more information on my upcoming book, please go to whatthehellcat.com. Thanks for listening.